Couch Wisdom. Couch Wisdom. Hey, this is Jordan Rothline from Red Bull Music Academy. Welcome to Couch Wisdom, Red Bull Radio's podcast presenting the best of RBMA's lecture archive. Techie Latex is a progressive presence in the French electronic music scene, both on the mic and behind the decks. He got his start as a founding MC in Parisian hip-hop act TTC, along with collaborators including DJ Orgasmic and Para One. He then co-founded the influential Institubes label, which released maximalist collisions of electronic music and hip-hop. Techie continued pushing his genreless vision via Sound Pellegrino, another label co-founded with Orgasmic, operating as a clearinghouse for club music that bridges both scenes and borders. He's also stepped away from the mic and took his place behind the decks as a touring DJ and as a selector for the Paris arm of Vogue Legends' House of Ninja. In this episode of Couch Wisdom, recorded at the 2015 Red Bull Music Academy in Paris, Techie Latex shared his vision for the future of club music and retraced the evolution of his musical tastes and work. If you want to learn more about the Academy, please stay tuned after the lecture. For now, enjoy this bit of Couch Wisdom. Join me in welcoming Techie Latex. Um, yeah, go thank for you, it. Thank you for this introduction. You're welcome. Yeah. So today we thought um, we would talk a bit about French music, and then we'll lead into more about the history of TTC and Sound Pellegrino and Institubes and all those great things. But we were talking the other day about how how much um, African regional music is like influencing club music and pop music to this day in Paris. Like you were mentioning, Coupe de Calais. Yeah, of course. It's uh, you know, this is uh, this is our. It's not as strong as it is, say, in 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 the UK, where Jamaican music has really given birth to uh, a lot of uh, uh, a whole history of of UK underground music uh in France and we'll I think we're going to develop that subject later but you know France is a little bit too attached to its cultural and literary roots sometimes which uh refrains it from totally embracing music that that channels the body and dance music completely you know so French rap yeah. Um, there's so, so much French rap. It starts with basically NTM, IM, and MC Solar. Uh, NTM are from the French suburbs, and they're really hardcore, and they started as a graffiti crew, and they um, talk about uh, being against the system and being against the police. And, um, and they're, you know, like, they're a lot of French... Um, Punk people and alternative people are seeing some sort of um, continuation of the pups of the punk spe- spirit in them, and so they're embracing them. But the obviously the mainstream is not em- embracing them because they are so hardcore. And um, at the same time, they refuse to be called punk because they want to be liked for what they do, and which is rap. Uh, then you have I am who have a slightly more. Uh, nuanced um, approach and who are still street and still talking about issues and still talking about their African roots but they're also talking about, they're also bringing a lot of humor in it and so I really liked I Am when I was a kid despite being from Paris and them being from Marseille and there was like always 
just like football, you know, like always a sort of a rivalry. But um, I really like them. But then again, I think their music, um, I don't know if the, their music really, especially their early, early music uh, have uh, stood the test of time. And then you have MC Solar, who was, um, uh, you know, who was, who was black, you know, like uh, both I am and NTM were multiracial. And uh, MC Solar was a black kid who had a very literary approach to his music and a very intellectual approach to his music. You know, a lot of French people liked him because he was a poet as opposed to an angry rapper. You know, he would rap over jazzy beats and very be very um, De La Soul and Trap Cold Quest influenced and sort of like the French equivalent to uh, the native tongue to that movement. And so he was, uh, he was, you know, he was making, he made jazz mataz and he made that song with Guru from Gangstar um, that was a little bit famous uh, out of France. And uh, for a lot of foreigners, MC Solar was the first French rapper they came across and um he was good but he was very cheesy you know he was it was very simple you know he it was like for for true rap heads and i was sort of becoming one of one of them at the time he was like that's you know that was rap for for that was rap for the mainstream you know you mentioned when you started talking about french rap about the suburbs or the banlieue can you explain a little bit about yeah, it's it's not the same thing as in the states um, and in some countries. Uh, the the poor areas in France in France are actually uh, in the suburbs, and the inner cities are it's more expensive to live there, and it's it's uh, it's richer areas, and the richer people live there. So basically, the the suburbs were uh, built uh, after the war to. Um, put all the immigrants there to um, help rebuild France, and um, and you know they were parked in projects, and obviously a lot of conflict came out of that. And because these are like the cité HLM, the HLM being um, habitation à loyer modéré, like a uh, cheaper. Um, Government housing, yeah, government housing and the project housing, and um, and so these places, even in the suburbs, there's there will be a small city, and then maybe like ten minutes from that from the center of that city, there will be the 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 the, the housing projects. So they're very like isolated, and and um, you know there's obviously tensions that come out of that, and uh, that's that's where a lot of. Uh, uh, French um, rappers ca came from, and and uh, this was a big topic of uh, in in French politics, and 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 of course, um, La Haine is one of the movies that depicts uh, that kind of tension. You, some of you might have seen La Haine, uh, French movie that came out around that time. So, what actually uh, got you into rap in the first place? I'm not at all from the suburbs. I'm a little bourgeois kid from from Paris, and uh, where I just, what what district are you rapping? Fr from the fifteenth, and uh, I I just you know I got into rap, so, I, don't, I don't know I guess accidentally, and um, I just liked the uh, I loved so many things about it, and it was so important for me, and and um, it was so new for me, and so. 
you know, I didn't relate to the rock stuff for some reason. I I was, um, you know, there was rap in the Ninja Turtles, and there was, uh, you know, like there was, and and you know, like De La Soul had colorful outfits, and everyone was a different sort of superhero. And I don't know, I I just liked that, and there was like more to it than just someone singing a song. There was a context behind it, and there was more to to analyze about it and more to think about i guess and that's what i liked about it and then all of a sudden there was a law in france um that uh said you had to every radio had to play uh i think uh a certain percentage of of french music i think like 60% or something like you basically all of a sudden you had to play a majority of 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 music with french lyrics in uh, in france And so everyone was like, what are we, every radio was like, what are we going to play? French rock wasn't that popular. The French rock that was popular was basically sung in English. All the the French chanson and the French variété was just appealing to like older people. And it was Johnny Halliday, who's a, a very cheesy French uh, singer, um, who, who, it was that kind of stuff that, 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 that existed in, as far as like French chanson goes. And, um, and that didn't appeal to the kids. So the radios, the, there was a radio station called Skyrock that was just playing a bunch of pop music, um, uh, mostly, uh, from the States and, 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 or in English at least. And, um, all of a sudden they had to change their whole, uh, programming to, to switch it to the French thing. And so the kind of uh, their approach to it was like, we're, we're going to turn into a French, we're going to turn into a rap radio. We're going to play all rap so that we can play like more French stuff that was that is going to appeal to to French kids. And we're going to make French rap blow up. And that's exactly what happened. And and one of the first songs they played was uh, Viens voir le docteur by Doc Gineco. He was part of a group called Ministère Amer, which was very hardcore and very like... Politi- p- politicized, politicized, yeah. and and Minister Amer were like they were like a riot group, you know. But and Gineco's role in Minister Amer was a little bit more passive. He was in the in the crew, but he wouldn't rap that much. He and was then, busy being a doctor. <laughs> and and um and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm gonna launch my my solo career, and I'm gonna make some really sweet songs for the radio with super hardcore lyrics. So yeah, all of a sudden this guy blows up with the help of Skyrock becoming a, a rap radio and 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 it was already like a very well established radio. So so all of a sudden French rap sells a lot and um, and uh, these guys are becoming uh, uh, you know really rich and 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 uh, it's it becomes easy to be on the, on French radio when you're a French rapper and um, and the pervert thing about it is that people are starting to make music with Skyrock in mind and so a lot of uh, uh, French rap also became uh, uh, stereotyped and 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 uh, very um, uh, formatted to to be on uh, on on Skyrock what year what year is we talking about 96 97 that's when I uh, when I graduated were already the the rappers in the club in the house clubs at this time is that where it came from or well i think daft punk was a thing that all the rappers respected because of because there was a huge influence of 80s funk like um 
you know, like imagination and that kind of stuff. That was a big thing in the French projects. You know, like like US uh, boogie was a big thing in the in the in the French projects. So it was a part of the drug dealer aesthetic to wear tight clothes and listen to rarty music, which is you know like funk, basically eighties funk, disco-y funk. Um, that they were playing in clubs at at the time, and you know, like be like, you know, like sort of a Travolta style, you know, like uh, there was a, sort of a Travolta meets Scarface aesthetic in in the French project amongst the older brothers, and then that sort of crossed over with the some of the younger people who were making rap at the time. I remember just being a rap kid at the time, but everyone was like, "Yeah, fuck this electronic music shit," except Daft Punk. And what was it like uh, for you when Daft Punk was coming out here in Paris? First of all, it was confusing because they had punk in their name and it didn't sound like punk. So it was like, what, are, what, are, what is this, you know? And we, the narrative was very much, these guys blew up in England and outside of France before they blew up in France. That was like, look, you know, like we have some real talent in France and we're not even able to see it. It has to blow up in other countries before it blows up here. You know, like it's a disgrace. And then it eventually blew up in France massively. And was was it a source of, I mean, I feel like this was the first electronic music that many people came to that they identified as French. Like if you didn't catch the disco thing, Mm -hmm. um, from the 70s and 80s then that this was the first time a lot of people in our generation were like oh paris france yeah the the disco thing was in our veins since uh the tv shows of the 80s and and since growing up on italo because i have to say italo was also like omnipresent in, in 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 france at the time um it was just uh it was just we were you know, like we had been ready for it for a while, and then it just hap- it just happened, and it easily crossed over with the f- with the rap thing, and it was at the same time it was a uh, it was house music, but with a French point of view on it, and it was something we could relate to, and we were really proud of having people um, who were exporting the, their sound and um, who didn't have to um, uh, didn't have to have French lyrics to do it. So it was a big thing. Now, were you already going to clubs at this point, or were you still like you know, just yeah, sort rap, of, rap sort only? Of, sort of starting to go, to go to clubs. But what happened is that I started going to to like rap clubs and uh, hip hop parties, and then very soon I got into like indie hip hop, and so I would I'd rather like I would go to like indie rap shows. And and that's and and then indie rap became uh, started crossing over with IDM and um, and you know Warp and and uh, people like Prefuse seventy three and um, Chocolate Industries Scam and all these like underground uh, IDM labels and 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 so and they would play at the same shows and the same venues and that's how I got and also like we TTC which is my my rap group at the time. Um, uh, signed to a English label called Big Data, which was a sub-label of Ninja Tune. So I was um, getting exposed to a lot of uh, music from Ninja Tune and 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 getting a lot of uh, getting in touch with electronic music more in depth uh, through that. 
and then in reaction to that, I started getting into um, uh, club music and very cl more like club centric music and four four like four to the floor uh, stuff via electro clash, which was a worldwide phenomenon of uh, new wave and Italo inspired dance music that had a little bit of a gothic aspect to it as well, and uh, that was uh, you know that was like basically Depeche Mode on steroids for Berlin kids in the, in the early 2000s. No? Fair enough. Yeah, so that's how I got into club music, really, like through the Electro Clash thing. There was that, and there was, it crossed over with the techno thing a little bit because um, Vitalik and a lot of stuff coming out on DJ Hell's um, uh, Gigolo Records, which was a, yeah, DJ Hell's label. Um, was like sort of like in between techno and electro clash and and that was very important stuff for us at the time it was very melodic and very again melancholic and uh, at the same time very powerful and uh, the kind of uh, techno we'd be into uh, as kids who didn't go to raves basically when when they happen i mean some of us did but i personally didn't but uh, i could relate to that uh, easily and um yeah so we got into club music Um, and we had still had our like rap background and our IDM background. And, you know, basically we were, me and my entourage were, yeah, basically kids who, who, who got into electronic music through very, um, intellectual stuff like Square Pusher and Aphex Twin, you name it. Kid 606 and Otto von Chirac and that kind of stuff. And then discovered the more easy, danceable version of it. And at the same time, we were into complicated rap like Company Flow and Anti-Pop Consortium and Abstract Root and Tribunic and, and that kind of stuff. And then we got into... And then we we started being um, going back to, towards like club rap and 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 Lil John and the crunk stuff that was uh, happening at the time and uh, Ludacris and that kind of stuff, and so we wanted to merge the two together when we started not when we started making music but a around like the second TTC album. Okay, can we back up a second here? When <laughs> when did you start TTC and who was in it? Uh, I started. We started TTC in uh, 1999. And it was I was one of the rappers, and there was also Cuisinier, who is my cousin, and uh, Tido Berman, and um, so these were the three rappers. And uh, the producers were um, at first we were working with a whole bunch, uh, uh, many different producers. Um, one of them was um, Flash Gordon, who later became Mr. Flash, who and later signed to uh, Ed Banger, who's a notorious um, French digger. And then later on, it was Para One and Tactile. And our DJ was DJ Orgasmic, who still does uh, uh, San Pellegrino with me. And uh, yeah, that's it. How did you meet DJ Orgasmic? Because he's been with you basically since the beginning of you putting out records. Uh, I met him on the ski slopes. <laughs> We were skiing together. <laughs> and uh, I had a Public Enemy t-shirt. And uh, he was like, yo, you're into rap. And we were like 15, something like that, maybe 14. And I was like, yeah, I'm into rap. And uh, and he was like, I want to be a DJ. And I was like, I have one turntable. And I scratch a little bit. And so we exchanged a lot. And he ended up becoming more of the DJ. And I just like started getting into rap around that same time. So we've known each other for yeah more than 20 years. 
and um, we're still friends. And but I'm still friends with the other members of TTC as well. Even though the group is not active, we're still buddies. One of them is my cousin, so of course. Um, so you put out your first album in 2002. Exactly. On Big Data, which is a subsidiary of Ninja Tune yeah. Records. It was a very abstract rap sounding album. I don't like that album that much. I have trouble listening back to it now. And it sounds very uh, adolescent. And uh, and uh, it sounds like a, a rough copy of something that would become more interesting later on. So while you were in the middle of doing TTC and releasing records, you also started a label called Institubes. Yeah. And you actually started that to put out a rap record. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a rap super group of like indie rap, uh, French uh, indie rap kids uh, called L'Atelier. And we had nowhere to put it out, so we decided to make our own label. And uh, But then soon after, uh, we wanted it to be a more like dance-oriented label but then again it was still like our version of dance music which was a little bit warped and weird and so the first uh power one ep came out on institutes and uh the first tactile stuff too a lot of that stuff sounds like a kanye beat from 2015 except it was it came out in 2004 uh, one thing that was very important for us was Ghetto Tech and uh, DJ Salt and uh, DJ Dion and, uh, you know, like uh, Juke and, and uh, Ghetto House and uh, DJ Funk and, and, and that whole scene uh, between Detroit and, uh, and Chicago. That was very important for us. And I think you can still f hear that element in uh, Sirkin and Bob Moe's music. Um, so the, the sort of second generation Institutes guys, um, even the first generation, you know, we, we had that thing. And, and like I said, um, uh, some of the guys in Institutes who didn't make music, but who were, um, uh, taking decisions and being, uh, artistic directors for the label. Uh, one of them, Etienne Menu, uh, said something one day that sort of became, a motto for us and s s some words to to live by um we were talking about this song by the roots with erica badu that had a a jungle um a drum and bass sort of breakdown at some point in the song and we were like no like this is not we can't imagine the future of hip-hop through elements from the past of electronic music because a lot of rap kids were finding out about drum and bass 10 years after and uh, they were putting drum and bass in their raps and being like oh we're we're being futuristic right now we're making that stuff that english people made 10 years ago you know a little bit kind of like what's happening with grime nowadays in 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 uh, in us rap and um and and so we were like well we can't imagine the the future of, of rap with the past of electronic music. And at the same time, Ghetto Tech was happening and we were like, oh, this is this is the right fusion of hip hop and electronic music. You know, DJ Assault and what Discody was putting out at the time. Like we were really influenced by that. I think you can still hear it in, in those songs. So you're flossing in the club. It's like you know, 2008 or whatever, Institubes is going strong. You've been on well, tour yeah, well, all over the world yeah. with TTC. And then it was a big shock to me, at least, or like everyone I knew that Institubes um, was no more. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, a little bit later on. That was 2010. Can you talk about um, Sound Pellegrino forming and Institubes ending? 
There was also uh, a time uh, around 2008, I uh, had made a pop album produced by and composed by Gonzalez, the pianist. And um, I had like a big hit on the French radio oh, uh, yeah. called uh, Les Matins de Paris. And it was on the radio and I achieved what I wanted to do uh, with it. And basically, I, I, uh, I still love it. And um, this happened in 2008. And um, so I was very busy with this stuff and also very busy touring with TTC. So I was a little bit less involved in Institubes at the time. And Institubes had been taken over by um, other uh, members of the crew. And uh, they were doing a great job with it, but they took it in a different sort of um, direction. And uh, after a while, uh, Orgasmic, it was mainly Orgasmic, and um, I was, uh, of course, because he he is one of my best friends, I uh, sort of um, followed his lead into um, uh, playing a little bit more house music influenced stuff and a little bit more like club music influenced stuff. And um, basically what everybody was doing at that time, as far as like club music goes in, in Paris, was big distorted bangers. Big, like, brum, 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 big bro stuff that, and you know, like it had like a metal aesthetic almost. It had everyone was wearing leather jackets and being like rock and being like, yeah, you know, like rock this, you know, like very bro y. And, um, and, and, uh, no one danced anymore. And the clubs were just like a bunch of kids wearing loud colors or, or heavy metal jackets, you know, and fist pumping and, and, and it felt like concerts more than than uh, dance floors, and so we wanted to go back to the DJ and uh, the dancing element of it. And uh, we were influenced by other stuff, uh, different stuff from what was popular at the time in in Paris. And um, Institutes had gone a different way, and we, Institutes were, was releasing stuff by uh, Midnight Juggernauts, uh, Chateau Marmont, which was more like seventies pop oriented. Uh, we had Crystal, uh, you know, like we had like some really strong, more like home listening stuff going on on Institutes, and I, I wanted to bring it back to the clubs, and me and Orgasmic wanted to have. Uh, an output where we could just like release the club music that we loved and uh, pump out like club hits every month and uh, not have to worry about waiting and uh, oh no this guy needs to put out an album so we have to wait we have to wait for our turn and so we needed to create something different from Institubes uh, so we created Sound Pellegrino which was started as an offshoot of Institubes and was digital only so we didn't have to wait all this time for vinyls to be made like we could just pump out records every every month you know so it was very liberating for us to have something you know and that was in 2009 when it started and you also have a dj team with orgasmic yeah it was we I, that's when i started djing actually because after the pop stuff when the pop stuff happened i wanted it to be larger than life and the single was big but the album was never big and so we didn't have and and soon after I got dropped from EMI, so we didn't have like the budgets to go on tour with a full band and give life to this pop music that I had in mind uh, in in a in a in a live form, in a concert form. So, but I was still being asked to perform. So I started doing DJ sets, and I wasn't a DJ, so it was terrible at first. 
But then I started, I started thinking, you know what? I want to do this seriously because I love DJ culture and I love, and I've I've been hanging out with with people like Feeds and Orgasmic and DJ Fab and 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 all of these guys all my life, and I want to to you know I want to take this seriously uh, out of respect for all of these people who have paid the way, and I I was fascinated by the fact of taking two tracks and putting them together and uh, creating a, a third track with them you know like I was just like genuinely like fascinated by that so I decided to take uh, DJing seriously and and uh, we started uh, performing together with Orgasmic as some sort of window for the label under the name San Peregrino Thermal Team and we made tracks as well so what you mentioned what sort of like the the driving quote of Institubes was do you have a similar thing for Sound Pellegrino? Um like a banner. It's not a punchline but it was basically going back to more like minimalist track tracks and um you know like going back to uh, a form of music you can dance to and you can and and you know the fact that um influenced by labels like Dance Mania and um, but even like you know dance labels like like Dirty Bird that were like just putting out a lot of records uh, all the time and it doesn't matter if all of them if some of them are like a little bit disposable uh, as long as you can like keep putting them out and 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 giving uh, an identity to the label and feeding the DJs with music basically we wanted to feed the DJs with music with uh, with Sound Pellegrino. Yeah, you have like some releases that are c kind of just club tools. Yeah, only. exactly. Yeah, and it's not a problem, and it's not we we totally uh, we love that, and and um, and and we and it's part of our aesthetic. Like I said, I'm fascinated by the sort of construction uh, element of of, uh, of 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 DJing and of dance music, and uh, the fact that. It's like a Lego, you know, like you take different elements and put them together to create something new. And uh, that very, um, uh, that's, a, that's a very important uh, thing for me. And, and that's how I channel my creation now. That I, Now that I don't make my own music anymore, and that I, now that I don't make vocals anymore, because I, I, I stopped that a little while ago and, and, and I, I sort of ran out of ideas in that uh, area. Uh, a little while ago, and now I'm just channeling it through DJing uh, 100%, and I don't want to just be a selector. I really want to uh, create something original with my mixes and uh, do something a little bit, uh, it's a dirty word, but a little bit conceptual. And, uh, well, at least, yeah, channel my creation through things like that. And so I made a mix. It's actually called Deconstructed Trance Reconstructed. I came across uh, the music of Lorenzo Seni, who makes uh, an Italian producer who makes uh, a drumless trance. I saw him live at uh, the Macba during Sonar in uh, Barcelona and blew my mind. It's just him playing these beautiful arpeggios without drums, and there's a big um, laser. Uh, uh, like the, there's a laser like being coordinated with the music, and it's really, really beautiful, and and uh, it really like impressed me a lot, and and uh, and so yeah, I love his music, and uh, inspired by what he made, 
I sort of started uh, sticking beats on top of his music um, from other genres, from techno to grime to just like club music in general. And I started, because I was always fascinated by the idea of drum tools. And, you know, when you play a lot of drum tools, it gets a little bit boring and there's... Um, when there's no melody whatsoever in your DJ sets, you kind of look for things to make make uh, your music a little bit more uh, lighthearted and a little bit more colorful. And so these trance beats without drums were kind of uh, were a way for me to to include more melody in my sets while keeping that sort of construction construction game uh, aspect um, of it. And so I started looking for trance buildups from like original trance songs and uh, looping them and I played I, I made that mix with three CDJs it's all made live and uh, I'm really proud of it so there's like part of it is um, drumless tracks like ambient tracks uh, tracks by you know there's a track by I think Pearson Sound and that's just like a drumless melody track uh, there's a bunch of tracks from like grime guys like slack and uh, and stuff like that and I made a connection between that the trance thing classic trance tracks and also like you know you can buy trance tools on uh, certain uh, digital platforms uh, you know it's like separate separate tracks from uh, you know it's like CDs with you know like they used to have like CDs with just the drums and then just the trance leads and, and stuff like that. So I started like digging in that kind of stuff and picked up my favorite stuff from that and, and put that all together over techno beats and grime beats. So right now, moving into the future, you're actually in search of uh, new forms of club music or specifically French club. Well, I tried to uh, bring together uh, some young uh, French producers who are influenced by you know bass music and and the kind of stuff that I like and uh, and try to find out with them why there's been uh, no typical French club music in a while. Uh, the last time um, we tried to have our own French identity in club music was the, the French touch, the French touch stuff, and you know it's a very the French touch thing is is a kind of a middle class thing and there was never like um there hasn't been like pure club music from the hood or from like you know young people who who like underground people there hasn't been stuff like that in a while whereas uh in the UK there's the whole genealogy of sound system music that evolved into drum and bass and grime and dubstep and 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 all that stuff and there these are very specific local um, English styles that influence the whole world. But people from France are going to, you know, look for these artists and book them in France uh, because they want to hear that sound. Same thing for the Kuduro stuff with um, uh, Angola and, and Portugal. Uh, same thing for the Baltimore stuff, the Jersey stuff, the, the South African stuff. All these places have, uh, you know, out of the... You know the struggle and the 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 local way of consuming music um, were born all these styles that that are very specific. And why don't we have that in France? Why why is French club music nowadays sort of very influenced by stuff that 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 comes from all over the place, but it doesn't really have an identity? It's always someone 
trying to make grime or someone trying to make techno or someone trying to make this or that, but there's no, there's a very little specific Frenchness to 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 these styles. I mean, there's exception, of course. There's exceptions, of course, and and um, in the techno world, it's a little bit more complicated because techno really doesn't have. Uh, specific uh, uh, sound uh, connected to a country, but um, you know, there's no equivalent to Kuduro in in Paris. There's no equivalent to Grime in Paris. There's no equivalent to Kwaito or Gum in Paris. And um, I, I uh, put together a, a team of uh, French kids to try and and find out why and maybe explore what could be done to, to change that and if, if it needs to exist or if if it just if it's just something that that exists by itself and that 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 comes together because uh, because of um, non-music related reasons or you know like there's a lot of questions to be asked and 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 uh, I think it's important to think about those things and and because because right now uh, techno is omnipresent in France and there's a lot of um, Techno is everywhere in Paris. There's a lot of big festivals and big, uh, big parties and stuff like that. But it's a very, uh, I find that um, there's a lot of Paris trying to be Berlin, and and I think it's a shame that we don't have our own thing. And as far as producers go, it was it's always like that, you know, trying to emulate sounds coming from other cities rather than creating creating our own. So I'm trying to think of a way to, to do that. And it's an ongoing reflection. Amazing. Well, Techie, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, this is Jordan Rothline again. Thanks for listening to Couch Wisdom. Before you go, I just wanted to take a minute to tell you a little bit about the Red Bull Music Academy. The whole thing is a world-traveling series of music workshops and events. If you want to find out more, check us out at redbullmusicacademy.com. Also, if you liked what you heard on this podcast and you're not already subscribed, please go for it and consider rating us while you're at it. It really helps other people discover the podcast. Finally, there's a whole world of other great music programming like this to check out at redbullradio.com. That's all for now. Thanks for listening.